So we're starting off there with uh, quite an unusual sort of cut from a, a new band called Spitz Milk, sort of featuring members of, I don't know how many bands here, but like the main ones that people will probably know are Mother Trucker and Opium Lord. But yeah, there's, there's quite a few sort of familiar names in there. Pete, you found this, but I mean, this is brilliant. I mean, it's, it's kind of like Nine Hertz history kind of come to life in, in a new form, isn't it? And it, it, it's got kind of like a noise rock uh, vibe to it that I, I thought was brilliant. So um, yeah, Mother Trucker, like, a band who were on our forum back in kind of 2005 they played our first ever gig so we've got like a great history with them and then opium lord who produced vore which is you know from a couple of years ago came out on sludge lord it's like one of the best albums in the uk in the last few years for me so i knew i was going to like this as soon as i'd read all that and there's a lot of other bands on there who i'm going to check out definitely and then you know it did it, it's definitely something it's just so interesting an album it's got, you know, on the whole, it's kind of noise rock, it's angsty indie pop, it's post-punk. But then there is variance in there. There's the kind of the first track is we've got a real kind of stompy riff to it. And then the last track brings in like doom elements, which is probably why, you know, I picked it. But it, it, you need to listen to the whole thing. It, it, it almost touches in like on worship. Um, yes. But, you know, across the whole album. It, that that variance you know makes it like mightily intriguing uh and really enjoyable as a result yeah it's got this kind of sleazy uh sound to it to me and um mm. it's got shades of maybe like 90s therapy under there as well like really kind of like a a, a british kind of noise rock influence somewhere um i couldn't quite put my finger on it but yeah, the lyrics made me laugh as well there's there's um a song i can't remember which one it is but they talk about like I saw you on Instagram, you know, it's, it's kind of very sort of sarcastic, which, you know, I fully appreciate um, in music, you know, metal takes itself far too seriously. So it's nice to have just some stupid lyrics. I mean, this, this, did you notice the lyrics in this last song that we're going to play? Uh, yeah, some of it. Yeah. yeah. Brilliant. So yeah, really love this. Um, you can get the uh, whole thing, uh, just a self-titled album called Spits Milk at spitsmilk.bandcamp.com. Brilliant. So, uh, yeah, as ever, it's the Nine Hertz Podcast. It's nine amazing tracks that we found across the internet this week via Bandcamp submissions and more. If you'd like to sort of send stuff in, you can send us uh, stuff via editor at ninehertz.co.uk or you can uh, get in touch with us via Instagram or Facebook or Twitter. This next band actually got in touch via Instagram last week uh, and said, hey, um, we'd like to send you something. And uh, yeah, this this amazingly packaged tape and letter came through the post. I mean, I've put it on the Instagram just to kind of show people really, but it was like this incredible wax seal. And yeah, we fully appreciate, um, you know, the analog way of uh, promoting um, something. And I mean, it reminded me when we first started Nine Hertz, we used to actually like go through submissions around each other's houses, didn't we? We used to like pour through these like jiffy bags full of cds and tapes and whatever yeah. so it's quite nice to get something physical through the post we, we don't get it very often anymore because everything's kind of band camp links or you know promo packs which is absolutely fine you get so much information and it's quicker and cheaper and fully understand why bands do it but yeah this um next band sent uh, the tape um that they've just put out they're called caged wolves and they're from vienna and uh, yeah it just kind of struck me as like they've, they've taken the effort to write a personal kind of note and i thought you know give it a listen and thankfully it's brilliant so yeah just thought i'd play it and uh see what people thought i mean what did you reckon to this but i think this would be right up your street actually yeah it is um i wasn't sure what to expect and you know there was, going back to actually when we 
when we, you know, when we operated like, you know, pre kind of um, MP3 press promo packs, you used to receive these, but there's uh, you know, almost a kind of sense of you had to review things. And that was a yeah. good thing because we, you know, people had sent you, you know, physical copies and gone to the effort. And, and, you know, when you received something and it was amazing and then it was, the, the music wasn't very good. Yeah. It was a, was it was a disappointment. Yeah, yeah. And we often did review anyway, you know, because mm. that's what we thought we needed to do. But it was, you know, it's difficult. Um, it's a lot easier to cast aside an email from a PR person. Anyway, Definitely. so, <laughs> you know, with that and you you telling me this had been received, you know, I wasn't sure what to expect. And then straight away, it kind of, it gets into kind of like stone rock and all, and I'm, I'm warm and I'm fuzzily happy. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then, and then the vocals come in and they're probably more restrained than you'd imagine they were going to be. Um, it's a bit like Greenleaf, I suppose, in that regard. Yeah, I even that. a bit of um, uh, Tool Singer. I can't think of his name. Um, James King. Yes, I, I got a bit of that in there, just a little bit. Yeah, I got. Um, yeah, and and kind of those elements and that chilled tone, the kind of unforced vocal delivery, it keeps it from the lesser, uh, you know, the kind of lesser elements of Stoner Rock. You know, the, the the tropes that have come in, which have made it a bit of a weary scene. And it's and it brings an elegance and no little individuality to it. I mean, the, the one thing I say is right at the end, I catch you know I do hear kind of the uh, the riff of like El Rodeo by Caius in there, but that's no bad thing anyway. And I thought the whole thing was great. Yeah, I think that that Caius riff might be like a, a knowing wink, maybe I don't know, but um, yeah, really enjoyed this and fully appreciate. I mean, I, I don't want to make it all about them sending something in, but it's it's quite rare that we get something that thoughtful. So really do appreciate it so if you want to hear this you can get uh, it on digital and uh, via tape at uh, cagedwalls.bandcamp.com we're going to play the only song that they've released on Bandcamp at the moment this is Cosmic Rage
that was the excellent Caged Wolves there from uh, Vienna. Absolutely brilliant stuff. Um, so next up, we've got something a, a lot more heavy, uh, a lot more raw and, I guess, brutal in, in some ways. Pete, you've found this band called Our Place of Worship is Silence, and this is pretty horrendous stuff, to be honest, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. We, you know, they're a band I uh, reviewed, uh, and I was looking back, it, was only, it feels an age ago, but it was only 2018, um, that was about 10 I years suppose, ago in real terms. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the void of the last two years kind yeah. of make kind of time hard to measure. Yeah, so, um, and I really enjoyed it, you know, and, and I was looking back at the review, the, the band is still listening, you know, I still listen to that album. If it, like I say, it feels like an age to it. Um, so, so I was waiting for this, you know, and, I was, and, and we got the press promo, you know, which we're really grateful for. And it's been, you know, instantly knew this was this was special so uh and one thing to say as well when when kind of the out full album is out you, you realize this it actually gets stronger the longer it goes on which is which is rare you know you, you get a lot of albums front load in the highlights and all this yeah. tailing away this this just gets better and better as it goes they were they were on the kind of edge of breaking out into the upper strata of bands in this style i felt back then you know i think i felt you know looking at the review that stated like it probably missed like a set you know like some amazing tracks but the the feel of it the tone of it the kind of the oppression of it like really stood out they, they, they were really you know something and like say to the point where three years on like I, I regularly go back to it and this album you know was always going to be you know is this going to push them up there and for me it you know it's got to do that it should provide the mechanism to to do it because it's it's that good there's kind of three tracks in there which is uh four five six this is the middle one we're about to play it's as dark and menacing and crushing and like ultimately joyous like what, what 15 16 minutes as you'll hear this year it just leaves you like breathless with its you know with its ferocity with its heaviness and it, it's so good um and i just think they're going to explode absolutely i mean i i like music that makes me feel on edge and this definitely put me in some sort of mood when I, when i listen to it i mean the vocals are horrific um really sort of hit the mark um sort of matching the music because i think a lot of the time you get stuff like this and it might just be the odd death growl and and kind of like something a bit boring but this this feels like it's anguished and genuine and yeah i, I love stuff like this it's it's sort of very um on the nail i think you can get this at our place of worship is silence um sort of abbreviated.bandcamp.com or you can get the vinyl and cassettes via translation loss uh, we're going to play the song lodsky 2.
So that was Our Place of Worship is Silence. Next up, we've got um, a band that we played uh, back in 2020, and I feel like this is one of the first projects that we played that was said to be like a lockdown project, really, because it's like a one-person project. Um, and I think it was kind of born out of that frustration, really. In in the meantime, this band, Huntress of Stars, um, have, have come out with a, a new single from a, an upcoming album that's coming out, I think in September time. They've got a lot heavier. This is um, quite a surprise to me. I thought, oh, yeah, brilliant. You know, I remember that first record. Uh, it's called Borrowed Eyes with Witch to Sorrow. And it, it was very sort of melodic and um, quite sad and um, sort of full of synths. It was very sort of elegant. This is is another kettle of fish. It's, it's very much death influenced, I guess. It's got a bit of hardcore in there. Um, I think it's still got that kind of that sheen of post post metal and post rock in there, but yeah, they've, they've turned a corner, I think. Mm. Yeah, it, it's. I agree completely, and they kind of bring in both those elements, and that's what makes it so good. I think there's there is there's still those you know grand post metal and post sludge, if, and by that I mean like you know like mid period Baroness maybe, but with this the kind of fierce. And slightly buried vocals, which really kind of give a, a threatening vibe. Yeah. Even when the guitars are like soaring, you know, that just kind of brings it down and darkens the whole thing. And I think that kind of, you know, that there's a fascinating contrast there. Um, and those visceral bass vocals and, and the kind of <laughs> the dirty production, purposely so. You know, if this was like a cleaner sheen of production, I think it wouldn't be half as, you know, exciting a proposition. It's, they've, they've done it perfectly. Um, and there's, and that whole just you know all that put together feels quite masterful. Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, you know, beyond the surprise of hearing something so heavy from them, it's actually incredibly well done. And like you say, that that buried vocal just kind of adds to the atmosphere. I think it's just very interesting. If you've never heard this band before, I'd, I'd urge you to like listen to that first EP and this, and just kind of compare them because you, you kind of wouldn't believe it's the same person, but. Um, it really is, and it's, it's quite amazing. So um, the new song is called The Last Unburnt Reliquary, and it's from a forthcoming album called Endless Landscapes of Grim Carnage. Uh, you can find this at huntressofstars.bandcamp.com. Let's see what you think to this.
Okay, so that was Huntress of Stars, back with uh, heavier style, I guess. So next, um, this is uh, this is like the most bass thing I've heard in ages. I love it. Um, it's a band called Anacaret from um, Clint, a place called Clinton, New Jersey, and yeah, this this is just really horrible um, production and, and shines for me, and for that reason, it's just so like it sounds like it's been scraped out of you know dried mud or something it's it's amazing um yeah. where did you find this one pete i don't know i i just came across I, there's so much good stuff to pick from this week you know and no doubt uh, i'll play you know i'll be playing stuff that comes out this week for, for a few more weeks to come because it, it's so much to choose from uh, but and then there's this one which i'd not heard of and i just kind of you know happened upon and as soon as i heard it i knew i had to kind of put it in and i had to bump other things along because it's just strange it, it you know it's it, it generates this heavy psychedelia um through this industrially scarred rhythm and uh, I, I don't know how it does that but it's, it's all done with this kind of beating organic heart within it uh, you know it's hard to even relate to any other bands you know which you could list as like a simile or influence and i guess that's you know i guess that's why i, I was instantly drawn to it the, the, the one band that popped into my head and, and it's, it's a bit kind of abstract but we're, we're five um and it's in it was i think it's in that sheer repeating heaviness and oddity yeah. that that's in it not necessarily directly musical and that's you know and that's that's a that's an amazing comparison for a band to have i think because it was such a you know such innovators um yeah i just thought it's really interesting you adding kind of the themes of of like nomadic existence and you know whether that's autobiographical because it seems to be like a one-man band I, I you know i don't know I, I know very little i just found this like instantly drawing me in yeah it's it's very sort of primitive and i hate to use the word tribal but it's that kind of it it, it could be you know the pounding of um you know bone on skin it's, it's that kind of level you know very little is is given mm. to making this shine in production or kind of it doesn't explain itself to you at all it just kind of exists and you kind of drawn in that way i think it's it's a very interesting project and it says psychedelia here and and things like that but really it, it's got something very prehistoric about it um which i, I really appreciate and it's fantastic. Um, there's just two members um, listed. One plays drums, um, bass, and vocals, and then a guy playing additional effects, which I thought was brilliant. <laughs> so, um, yeah, if you want to hear this, uh, you can go to anacaret7.bandcamp.com, uh, and we're going to play the opening track. There's five tracks here. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to play the opening one, which is Madness and Snakeskin.
So that was a band called Anacoret. Uh, we're going on to um, a band which is um, a solo project of uh, a band called Damn Craters from Nottingham. Uh, the singer has done his own sort of project called Carcass of Size. And um, yeah, I didn't know what to expect at all from this. And uh, this song we're going to play, Hexcentrum, to me sounds like, uh, I don't know, like the Fragile era um, Nine Inch Nails or something a, a little bit gothic, maybe with a bit of Godflesh thrown in there. What did you think of this song? Because it's just, it's just very um, polished and, and sort of probably a complete um, anathema to the to the last track we played, really. Yeah, although in the same, say that, and I agree. It like it, it creates its own feel, and I, I, which is slightly different from from anything else. A bit like the last track in its own way, but even if it's musically kind of completely different. Um, and it, it, it's hard to describe. It's almost like this sub-world sound, like totally enclosed, and it kind of just yeah. absorbs you. Um, and and I, I found it absolutely kind of wonderful how it does that. And it's like straight from the off as well. And then, you know, the song kicks on further. It's got that kind of potent mixing, like you say, like industrial ambience and electronica. The, 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 the kind of harsh guitars then come in, and so this provides that, you know, that, that contrast. It's Yeah, I, I thought that's like a real um because i'd listed the song on its own to begin with it's a real kind of brilliant solo statement so much so i was in a rush the other day i was listening through the songs like on the first listening through and i just stopped what i was doing and, and thought right i've got to kind of pay full attention to this i played it again and then went through the whole album so you know that that's kind of full credit to it. i thought that, you know it just the feel i got off this I, I like i just felt like i was in it and i thought that was a real that was a real good sign yeah, yeah, there's, it's very layered and, and very sort of accomplished, I think. Um doesn't really sound like a, a solo project at all at points. So, um, yeah, that's always a good sign, really, isn't it? Um, de- describes itself as, as lo-fi, um, and I think he's, he's this guy's performed everything on it. Um, so, yeah, really, really enjoyed this. Um, so if you want to hear this, you can get to carcassofsize.bandcamp.com. Uh, digital album's on sale now. And, uh, yeah, we're going to play this song, Hexcentrum.
So that was the excellent carcass of size. Um, we're going to go on to play something, I guess, just labyrinthine in its in its sort of reach and psychedelic and and brutal and and horrible. Really, I mean, this band called Crickscore. We're going to call them Crickscore. No idea if that's how to say it. Uh, I've put an album called Poison Palinopsia, and um, yeah, this is just complex steeped in you know crazy psychedelic like miasmas i guess death metal in there black metal in there technical stuff under under the sort of surface and these two tracks really sort of washed over me really and i had to kind of listen to them again to make any kind of sense out of it and uh, we've played a lot of stuff like this lately pete but what stood out to you on this one it's it well it, it's on kind of a dark descent you know the home of you know like the great kind of u.s death metal label of like blood incantation and grave mesmer and, and everything else and then you know so the artwork and it's you know i'd always give that label a listen it turns out they're a band from london which I'd been, and i've not heard of them before the artwork i think actually it either reminds me of i think i read it might be the same guy who's done tool albums and you can kind of see that in that, oh yeah definitely which is second reference to tool we've made in this podcast <laughs> but anyway and then I just look on it because both, you know, the song, two tracks, each are over 20 minutes long. You think, what am I going to get with death metal here? And then I just, I don't know, about a quarter of the way through the first one, you know, because starting to make notes, cause like by that time I knew I was going to, I'd have to play something because it's that fascinating. And the old, you know, I started to make notes and the first, I just wrote ridiculous because, you know, that's what it is. It was just utterly, um, you know, it's from the darkest recesses of death metal, you know, that, that utterly cavernous sound you know like I, I think one of our friends kind of went to a gig in the peak cavern recently which is a, you know a massive yes. cave in the peak district uh, and, they, and they put like pop and rock gigs on in there bands like this that that's what should be played in there and they should turn the lights off because it's just so overwhelming in blackness you can kind of just you could lose yourself in these songs and when you're in there it kind of corrodes it corrupts those track lengths means you're stuck in it you know you're kind of buried yeah. beneath it and but somehow um and for all those kind of reasons you listed you know it's like that overwhelming suffocating endurance test of an experience is one I, you, you gladly submit yourself to because it's just so you know so kind of visceral music you know you feel it you kind of it runs through you and you just have to take a breather when it ends yeah, definitely. I mean, um, I've sort of had a look at who recorded this because they've kind of said it was mixed, mastered and recorded by Greg Chandler. Uh, Greg Chandler is esoteric, basically, uh, the right. band esoteric, um, which makes a lot of sense. I mean, this is like music that draws you in and, and is kind of quite lengthy and feels like you, you have to commit to it. And, and esoteric are definitely of that kind of bent. So this makes perfect sense i mean what a marriage of of styles really this is just really cool stuff and, and like you say you just feel like you're drawn in and there's nothing else you can listen to at the same time or kind of concentrate on it's just so um dense and yeah you know, it feels like you're in a bit of a fog really um they've called it a nightmarish oral attack which is yeah perfect absolutely absolutely brilliant i think this is kind of like you know prog without being pretentious it's just like right this is what we're doing if if you're on board, then great. If not, then you know you're free to leave. Sort of thing. It's uh, yeah. It's very um, yeah. I think I, I described it as being like labyrinth, like a labyrinth really, and I stick by that really. The album's called Poison Palinopsia, 
and you can get this at quickscoredeath.bandcamp.com. Uh, we're going to play an excerpt from the 24 minutes Serpentine Sorosus Mother's Abomination. So from the darkness of Quick's Core, we're going into, uh, I guess, like, um, not as heavy, but heavy in a different way. Uh, a band called Worms that uh, I think we played them on uh, quite an early new release podcast. Number three or four, was it, Pete? 
Uh, yeah, third one. Wow. So, um, yeah, we, we're going back a few years here. Yeah, the, the start of our weekly kind of foray into to playing new stuff. And, yeah, when I saw this come up, I was like, yeah, brilliant. Love it. Uh, so they've put out um, stuff on the Sludge Lord before. And, um, yeah, this this new one is, is single so far, but I can't wait to hear what they come up with next. So um, they've got a song called uh, Tower Peeler that's come out. And, um, yeah, it's it's more of the same, but, you know, what they do is incredibly good. It's kind of... Uh, sludge kind of informed noise rock to my ears but um, I don't know what you thought of it Pete I think we're, mm. we're sort of fans of this band really aren't we yeah I think they're a band to be reckoned with you know really yeah. are the, the, everything they put out and it, it seems fairly regular is always worth you know more than a casual listen really kind of delve into because it's it's unpredictable and it's strange and it's discomforting um, and they've done that over every release you know consistently um, and it's, you know, it's, it makes this jarring noise rock. It's like, it's like, you know, being sat on a bus and, and like a drunk deranged person comes sits, sits next to you. You know, you kind of, you know, it's, you're trapped there and you have to, you know, you just have to, you know, you may as well embrace it. Um, and, and it feels like an assault on the senses. And, you know, it's you start to think of this band of being up there with the best in the world for this type of music. And, you know, there's a self-description on the band count, which I think, you know, uh, coins it perfectly, which says like post-apocalyptic psychedelia. And yeah. that's so apt. <laughs> it yeah. says everything about them. Yeah. So, you know, great that they've got a new album out as well. I really look forward to that. Yeah, definitely. And um, yeah, kind of hope this band um, get a, a bit more recognition that they're, they're definitely um, up there, like you say. Um, so yeah, I can't wait to hear what they do next. Uh, you can get this song Tower Peeler via worms.bandcamp.com.
that was uh, the excellent Worms there. Uh, brilliant new song called Tower Peeler. Um, we're going to f- sort of end with um, what will surprise quite a few people, I guess. So um, so the band Sons of Alpha Centauri um, have been going for, for a long, long time. I mean, um, they were kind of around uh, sort of maybe 10 or 15 years ago. Um, their, their early releases were instrumental, kind of a stoner bent to them. But I think I'm going to let you sort of talk about this one, Pete, because it's, it's really interesting. It's really surprised me. So they seem to have like almost morphed into this band that can collaborate with different people. They've just done a, a collaboration called Yawning Sons with the band Yawning Man, and that was amazing. We, we played a, a track of it. Um, this one's completely different. It kind of changes their sound almost completely, doesn't it? It does, yeah. And, and you know, just as they, it's, they're a band who, for, for being so active and... Um, morph into so many different things and, and retain kind of a, a modernity, which, you know, for, which is brilliant for, you know, like you say, you know, and we always say like they, they were bands we interacted with in the early days, much like we were talking about Mother Chuck earlier, around the same area, 2004, 2005, I think they were in. Um, <laughs> yet for all that, they, they kind of get me re- reminiscing about the past, uh, not just because of the, you know, the links we've had with them over the years, um, you know, like a, a like a, kind of stereotyped granddad going on about the war I, I think about myself when I'm when I'm talking well, about original it. yeah <laughs> yeah but it's not <laughs> but it's not detrimental it's not a reflection of the of the sound so you know you're talking about like you say the the real early stages of the desert rock scene you know pre Caius and Yawning Man well they've teamed up with them you talk about like one of the originators of that sound camera to burn when they've done splits with them now um they've turned you know from the same kind of state they've turned to um Sacramento and two kind of figureheads of that turn of the century um, of sound, like, you know, often linked with Deftones because, you know, from the same city, which is Far and Wilhaven. And they've got Jonah Mantraga, the singer of Far, and Mitch Wheeler from Wilhaven uh, have joined the band, or joined the band for this release, which is so strange and so left yeah. field. And you just read that and you think, what the hell? You know, you know, Far and Wilhaven, I saw those bands um, in the late 90s uh, on Deftones. Uh, Deftones' first UK tours, the first two. So I, th- I don't know if it's Adrenaline or Around the Fur, but I think they were probably both uh, Around the Fur, fur tours. Um, Farsport is the first and Will Haven the second. So we're talking, you know, back when I was 18, I was watching these bands. And that's so strange, like such a weird thing for a band, yeah. from an instrumental stoner band from Kent to be doing. Um, but <laughs> when you put it like this that, is, it's ridiculous, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And, you know, brilliant as well. You know, that brilliant that that's happening. And then you just listen to it and it just makes perfect sense. It sounds so, you know, I, Jonah Manchaga's voice is amazing, always was, and, you know, it's still there. Uh, and it just, it, it kind of invigorates so many memories, but most of all sounds fresh and new and interesting and brilliant. So um, what a fantastic, you know, premise, what an amazing album. And, and to just to top it off as well, uh, and I only noticed this late, it's been released on Exile and Mainstream, which is basically my favourite label ever. You know, you yeah. just go and list of their whole back catalogue. Uh, so, yeah, uh, hats off to them because they've just pulled another surprise out of the bag, like even weird, like a weirder surprise than you could ever imagine, and, and then made it work. Yeah, and they've managed to sound like all three bands all at once, which is amazing. <laughs> you know, it's got that Wilhaven groove to it. It's got the Sons of Alphas and Chorai's kind of stoner and and sort of instrumental mastery behind it and then it's got those amazing vocals from jonah and he, he sounds like a young man again on this it, it sounds like you know it could have been recorded in you know 97 99 you know it's, it's amazing um mm. 
real achievement to make it sound this this fresh and, and amazing. Um, Nick Zampiello as well is involved, who's, who's done like a lot of the Cavern and Isis and Converge records, makes it shine with, with that sort of sharp production that he always gave things like quite a smooth production. Um, so this is a very polished record, um, but I think it probably needed to be uh, for what it is. So who knows what Sons of Alpha Centura will do next? I mean, um, there's no the rule book has just been chucked out, I think. So really don't know what to make of, uh, of their journey, but, you know, glad to be on it. Um, so yeah, we're going to play the opening track. This is called Get the Guns. Um, you can get this at sonsofalphasenturi.bandcamp.com or you can look up on Exile and Mainstream like we said before. Um, yeah, just really exciting stuff. See what you think to this and we'll see you next week. Pass the pitchforks. Get the guns. Pass the pitchforks. Get the guns.
Guns. Pass the pitchforks. Get the guns. <laughs> 